0: If you send John and the Reverend to Washington, Those $2,000 checks will go out the door. We will be able to pass $2,000 stimulus checks
1: for the people next week. We'll deliver the $2,000 stimulus checks. And that begins with the $2,000 stimulus. When you send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those $2,000 stimulus checks. You send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those $2,000 stimulus checks. They will make decisions about whether we give
2: people a $2,000 check. We
0: need to pass $2,000 stimulus checks for the people. For getting people the $2,000 relief, direct payment. Congress should pass $2,000 checks. President-elect Biden and Democrats are all pushing for $2,000 relief checks.
3: $2,000 stimulus checks. $2,000 relief checks. $2,000 relief checks. They should send $2,000 checks to the American people right now. Be Supporting
1: $2,000 relief payments right now. We need to be passing the $2,000 stimulus relief
0: checks. That means we need John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, who will go to D.C. to ensure the $2,000 checks. You see ads that say, want your $2,000 stimulus check? Vote Democrat. Vote for Warnock. stimulus check. Chuck is to increase it to $2,000. Well, I actually have a bill for that. <laughs> One of the
1: first things that I want to do when our new senators are seated is deliver the $2,000 checks to the American families.
0: And the debate over $2,000 isn't some abstract debate. It's $2,000 checks, so kind of actually $1,400 checks. By electing John and the Reverend, we'll put an end... To the block in Washington, that $2,000 stimulus check. Ten moderate Republicans want a seat at the table to pitch a slimmed-down relief proposal. That money that will go
4: out the door immediately. What they might be willing to do is negotiate on those stimulus
0: checks.
3: How can you assure Americans that relief will come and come soon?
0: Have you ever known anyone in the history of the United States of America? That could be present and assure exactly what the Congress is going to do. That money that will go out the door immediately. That's not hyperbole, that's real. (laughs) This is money directly in people's pockets. They need it. We need to target that money. So folks making $300,000 don't get any windfall. But if you're a two, if you're you're a family that's a two uh, wage earner, each of the parents, one making 30 grand, one making 40 or 50, maybe that's a little more than, well, yeah, they need the money and they're going to get it. And here's what I won't do. I'm not cutting the size of the checks. They're going to be $1,400, period. That's what the American people were promised. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat-out deceived.
4: All right, then. Where do we begin with that one? <laughs> so, basically, you, the, the two jerk-offs that stole the election in, in uh, Georgia— they all they they rode in on the uh, on the two thousand dollars stimulus check train. Fourteen hundred dollars, and, and so this said nothing's passed yet. Nothing. No, no, no. no nothing's I passed. I thought it was gonna. Ha- he he just said it was gonna happen as soon as they got in there. They all did.
3: I'm pretty sure they kicked that fifteen dollars minimum wage down. We need those
4: but, payments. People need their payments. <laughs> Gotta which. So making sure that people over $300,000 don't get a windfall. Do do people that make over $300,000 not need a windfall? Because if so, we we need to have a talk with you and your son, dude. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You you guys are getting all sorts of windfalls from China, dude. (laughs) And it's a a hell of a lot more than $300,000. What
1: a bunch of jerk-offs, dude. So what are the topics we're going to be covering today?
3: All right, so today we've got uh, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head canceled, and Coca Cola gives us a lesson on how to be less white. <laughs> uh, the Simpsons voiceover guy quits because he's too black. No, no, he's too <laughs> no, white. No, well, he's trying to. Be, uh, I see Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to be entirely too black. Oh. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Oh, two guys argue on the Senate floor about the uh, morality and legality of child gender mutilation. And uh, last, but li- last but not least, um, our senile old uh, kid-sniffing uh, president <laughs> take, takes a grand total of less than a month to uh, drop the ultimate in racial Dude, slurs. I wish I would have had some money on that because I, I literally I could have had money on that.
4: Oh. I, I bet there was a, an official betting line on that. I bet you think DraftKings. I would Kings, bet that there was a bet.
3: Yeah, DraftKings picked it up. Yeah. How long will it take Biden to drop my,
4: the n bomb? My boss has been saying it for six months. Dude, he he he, he had it. He called it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got an audio clip of these two guys arguing?
1: All right. Let's see if we can pull it up here.
3: Well, and just so everybody's clear that we're on the same path, you know that that we are, you know progressive and forward-thinking people and that we do follow the science that, you know, Lord Fauci has been telling us all we, you know, all we do is follow the science. So, you know, in the name of science, I'm going to be calling this guy, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Genital
2: mutilation has been nearly universally condemned. Genital mutilation has been condemned by the WHO, the United Nations Children's Fund, the United Nations Population Fund. According to the WHO, genital mutilation is recognized internationally as a violation of human rights. Genital mutilation is considered particularly egregious because, as the WHO notes, it is nearly always carried out on minors and is Is a violation of the rights of children. Most genital mutilation is not typically performed by force, but as WHO notes, that by social convention, social norm, the social pressure to conform, to do what others do and have been doing, as well as the need to be accepted socially and the fear of being rejected by the community. American culture is now normalizing the idea that minors can be given hormones to prevent their biological development of their secondary sexual characteristics. Dr. Levine, you have supported both allowing minors to be given hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty, as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Can you you pause that? Yes. (laughs) When he removes his mask. It's like you see the hair,
4: you're like, oh. It kind of looks like a woman with the mask on. When the mask just came down, I was like, oh my gosh, what... What is this dude wearing? What the hell's the matter with this guy?
3: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like,
4: oh, (laughs) it's awful looking.
3: Uh, We're all trying to have a serious conversation here, and and you want me to you want me to stand here flat footed and look at you like you don't look like a British colonial wearing a powdered (laughs) wig? (laughs) Dude, I've been trying to figure out what a what does this guy look like? Boom! You nailed it. Yeah, being you both, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I put a red coat on this dude.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, it it does look like every quintessential average lunch lady I've ever seen in elementary school. That that, that was
2: a dude. (laughs) Or bus driver. To prevent them from going through puberty, as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not exposed to medical intervention and social affirmation. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Well, Senator, thank you for your interest in this question.
4: Um, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field um, with robust research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I would look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah, medicine.
2: The specific question was about minors. Let's be a little more specific since you evaded the question. Do you support the government intervening to override the parents' consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breasts and genitalia? You have said that you're willing to accelerate the protocols for street kids. I'm alarmed that poor kids with no parents who are homeless and distraught, you would just go through this and allow that to happen to a minor. I would hope that you would have compassion for Kira Bell, okay. who's a 23-year-old girl who was confused with her identity. At 14, she read on the internet about something about transsexual. She thought, well, maybe that's what I am. She ended up getting these puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones. She had her breasts amputated. But here's what ultimately she says now, and this is a very insightful from decision from someone who made a mistake but was led to believe this was a good thing by the medical community. I made a brash decision as a teenager, as a lot of teenagers do, trying to find confidence and happiness except now the rest of my life will be negatively affected she said adding that the medicalized gender transitioning was a very temporary superficial fix for a very complex identity issue what I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia For most of our history, we believe that minors don't have full rights and that parents need to be involved. So I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions, Senator? Uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. You hear the uh, verbal, verbal mask slipping right there. Confer the position of
4: Assistant Secretary mm-hmm. of Health. I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and to talk with you and your staff you, about you the variance of in care the voice? and the complexity yeah, of this yeah. field. So, so the first time no, he, into the that the, he the, the, the first time answer. he answered, he had uh, he was using more of a feminine voice. He was contrived. For forcing himself to sound more feminine. Now when he's getting more angry and having to repeat the contrived answer that he, he had already concocted, he, his, his mask is starting, starting to man it up a right, little bit. Yeah, he, he started to get aggressive. Um, dude, the the most- That
1: testosterone yeah. started flowing. I yeah. sense a little bass in your voice more. Yeah,
4: he did. Uh, the, the worst <laughs> part about it, though, is and, and we've talked about it on here before, and this is one of the things that you see routinely so many times, is that- it's a complex and nuanced answer. No, it isn't. So do this. Why don't you explain this to me? Like I'm seven years old and I want to get me cut off. How would you explain it to them? Because you're you, the way you're selling this is, is that everybody's so stupid. Oh, the answer is complex. I can't. No, nobody's that stupid. This is, this is very, very basic. There's zero complex about any of this. Someone has a, a, a mental issue. And, and just like Rand Paul said, you're making it socially – there's social affirmation. You're making it socially acceptable. You know, a Gallup poll I was reading this week, a story on Breitbart, nearly 16% of Generation Z identify as LGBT, which is up over double – from the millennial generation. Why is that? And it's because of societal affirmation. You, you're, It's becoming a trend. And so just like with WebMD, when your wife doesn't feel good, I'm going to go to WebMD. People's, You have whatever kind of oddball urge that's construed by popular media movies, television shows and then so you run to this this is all contrived this is perverse brainwashing is all this is and this dude right here my goodness dude he he beats all of them for seeing there and used you, to be a
3: place for people like this with mm-hmm. this weird gender dysphoria yes it, and it was called a mental institution yes I yeah. mean it, it it would be like my child coming in you know and saying you know what dad I'm Elsa and that's all cute and everything but then when she comes in and she's 20 years old and says dad I'm Elsa Oh, which is doing more harm. Us, uh, us just telling her that, yes, you really actually are Elsa or no, honey, you're, you're really not Elsa. You're really just, you're, you're going to have to come out of the Elsa dress sometime. You you can't throw like ice and stuff everywhere. Um, you, you know, you're, you're just going to have to move forward. You're, you're not Elsa.
4: Well, and, and the worst part about it is, though, with Richard specifically, Richard started pretending to be a woman in 2011. And so my question for Richard would be, Richard Levine, that Rand Paul's talking to here, when did your voice become feminine like that? Oh, I've,
3: I've got it right here. It says... Uh, you call him Dick for short?
5: Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that, uh, yeah,
4: isn't that short
1: for Richard? It is. Dick Levine.
3: Yeah, no well, pun so, intended. It says, uh, let's see, he he started seeing a therapist in 01 and 08. He started growing out his hair, which is now long and curly.
1: <laughs> so that's his natural hair?
3: <laughs> um, but who really knows? Wow. Maybe really. About as natural as his voice. Uh, yeah, maybe he like. always had a powdered wig like that underneath the surface. <laughs> so... Um, He took one and a half years to attend voice lessons to sound more like a woman. Right. And and let me tell you, it's working. (laughs) Goodness, dude. Yeah. Which this guy still, I mean, even surrounding all of that stuff, refuses to discuss whether or not he took hormones or had any kind of surgery, calling it a private medical matter. Or medical matter, I'm sorry.
4: So So, my question is, though, if you're actually if you really believe you're a woman, why did you have to go to therapy for that? None of this makes any sense. And like you said before, following the science, this makes zero scientific sense whatsoever in any capacity. And look, perhaps I'm just a stupid, uneducated hillbilly. I don't get it.
3: What? what? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying to think of an analogy. We just follow the science when it's convenient. Yeah, you know we we follow the science on uh, climate issues. We follow the science, well quote unquote follow the science when it comes to the COVID lockdowns, which we haven't followed the science at all. But uh, otherwise, schools would be open, and and then on this, ah. Uh, Let's not follow the signs. I think what I'm going to do
4: is is, is start committing uh, armed robbery. When I get caught, why did you do it? It's a complex and nuanced answer. You couldn't (laughs) understand. You just don't understand, but you can't arrest me. I'm normal because I'm complex and nuanced. No, you're not complex and nuanced.
2: mm, That's rich the question the question is a very specific one should minors be making these momentous decisions for most of the history of medicine we wouldn't let you have a cut sewn up in the er but you're willing to let a minor take things that prevent their puberty and you think they get that back you give a woman testosterone enough that she grows a beard do you think she's going to go back looking like a woman when you stop the testosterone you have permanently changed them infertility is another problem none of these drugs have been approved for this they're all being used off-label. I find it ironic that the left that went nuts over hydroxychloroquine being used possibly for COVID, are not alarmed that these hormones are being used off-label. There's no long-term studies. We don't know what happens to them. We do know that there are dozens and dozens of people who have been through this who who regret that this happened and a permanent change happened to them. And, you know, if you've ever been around children, 14-year-olds can't make this decision. In the gender dysphoria clinic in England, 10% of the kids are between the ages of 3 and 10. We should be outraged that someone's talking to a 3-year-old about change their sex. I can't thank vote for you if you can't. Thank make you so a much, Senator this.
0: Paul. Senator Levine, thank you for uh, answering the question. I
4: and, and just like he said, um, they're looking. Richard had committed to accelerating the process for that to happen for street kids, and if you looked at Richard's demeanor. Like Richard couldn't believe that someone was questioning Richard's belief system because that probably doesn't – obviously, not a lot of people in Richard's life question his belief system. Otherwise, Richard wouldn't have wound up in the spot that he was in. There yeah. was a lot of positive affirmation to reinforce his psychosis that allowed him to get to this point. So now that, that his belief system is being accosted, he can't believe it. But the demeanor was w- one of a foreboding. Like he's going to get away with what he wants to get away with. And why? Do, why do you have – a pinch, like, uh, why are y'all so fixated on young people?
3: Why? Well, and that's a, that's a thing, too. Like, this guy's not dumb. This guy's like, he's done his homework. Here, right here, it says, uh, Dr. Levine studied at Belmont High School, an independent school for boys. Go figure. Mm-hmm. After his high school education, he joined Harvard, uh, where he earned uh, an undergrad degree, attended and graduated from Tulane. Uh, School of Medicine in 83, where he majored in pediatric medicine. Yeah. Yeah. What, why is it that these people always align themselves with children? Sure. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And so. The, the thing is, can somebody
4: please point to me how this isn't leading to all, all roads with these sexual deviants and it legalized pedophilia? Because if, if someone that's three, their word is not mine, three years old, can make a decision on what their sex actually is. They're, they're biologically the opposite sex of which they were born. Why can they not make the decision of who they want to have sex with? or any? So if an adult wants to come along and, quote, unquote, have sex with them, they're, they're able to make that decision. Why wouldn't they be? Because they can make a more important decision that they want to. To mutilate their genitalia, and again, in Islamic countries, uh, female genital mutilation is frowned upon pretty much globally, worldwide. Anyone that, that doesn't practice that is, is disturbed by it, but yet this is okay. It, it's bananas, dude. It's. It, mm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So we have um, we have Joe Biden uh, <clears throat> answering a a question about immigration. And uh, let's take a look what happens. The female's voice that that, uh, chimes in is Dr. Biden, his esteemed wife.
0: Mr. President, in five weeks you've been in office, you have been taking many actions to revert Uh, Trump administration's anti-immigration policy. But today, the Washington Post reports that your administration has plans to open tents at Del Rio, a, a town close to the border. Can you confirm that? Right now, there's thousands of unaccompanied children coming across the border. In Texas, they opened up one. One that was a former, uh, one used in the in the administration, in the last administration. Our hope and expectation is that won't stay open very long. That we'll be able to provide for every kid who comes across the border safely to be housed in a facility that's licensed. And this administration. Uh- so before
4: before we listen to to Joe Biden's interjection, I'm sorry, Doctor Biden's interjection, you, do you notice the way that he's beholden to her as if we owe anyone coming here an explanation for what our policy is, and then the the quote unquote. The previous administration's anti-immigration policies. Not that it was necessarily anti-immigration, it was controlled immigration. It's not anti-immigration if you don't want loads of people coming across, unmitigated, coming across the border illegally. That, that doesn't mean you're anti-immigration because I, I does anybody here think that Trump was anti-immigration? No, he was no. pro-legal immigration. So they try to control the vernaculars. Oh, well, you're anti-immigration. No, we're not anti-immigrant. It's controlled immigration legally. And so the way he answers her is this If we owe her and anybody that would come here illegally, we owe them, we don't owe you anything.
3: Well, he also talked about the cages too that were used in the quote-unquote previous administration, which was really rich given... That who built the cages, Joe? Yeah, sure. that was That's, two previous administrations. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. you got your facts wrong again. Right, and so yeah,
4: and initially those were those were utilized in the Obama administration initially, I don't, I, and they may have been in the Bush administration, but not like that. What do we owe you more than what they have now? At what point is there anything, any kind of legal binding agreement that we would treat you a certain way if you came here illegally? And so as if we didn't have enough people with high expectations that aren't putting the pulling their their weight on our own we have to add more and we're bad if we don't want to I don't, I don't understand it so let's see what dr biden has to say
1: is doing it in a humane way and that's really important i mean we want to make sure that these children are safe that they get mental health services
0: they get physical health services they get education
4: Uh, So where was Dr. Biden during the Obama administration where Husband was vice president? Because you're so compassionate. You really care about these people. You've been down to see them how many times? She, was, she must have been studying
3: medicine back then. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah so, to become a hell of doctor, right? <laughs> and again, though, it's as if we oh, like, oh, we're gonna be so compassionate because the, certainly gonna be. Are you gonna have new people working in those facilities that are more compassionate than the people that were there? No, you're not. You're gonna have the same old people. And not only that, again, why is it that these people, the Democrats and the left, want a, a more influx of unaccompanied minor children hitting the streets when this other guy just said street kids are gonna? What the Is it with you people and kids? Seriously, who would want more undocumented, unsupervised kids coming here without parental, any kind of parent?
1: Someone that's going to take advantage of it.
4: Absolutely. And so what kind of people are working in those facilities? People like uh, Richard Levine? I mean, what kind of people? It's very peculiar that you would institute policy that would result in more kids unaccompanied coming here illegally, mind you. And again, re- remember, the majority of trafficked children come across the southern border, period.
3: What are you fools doing and why? Well, you tell me in this is an honest question, <laughs> why do you think that it's so overloaded now that there's such an influx of children right now that it wasn't happening during Trump? Is it maybe because of a lot of people south of the border know Joe Biden's policies and where he stands on immigration that all of these people maybe... And he pretty much gave them an open invitation. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting now. Absolutely. You pretty
1: much ask him to be here. Yes. Okay, now we're going to uh, go to uh, Whoopi Goldberg that says Dr. Jill Biden is a great medical doctor.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Klobuchar is almost certainly, I'm I, certainly going to be on the short list for, mm-hmm. for vice president. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she'll ultimately be his running mate, but but yeah. but, but, but she'll be on that list.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. Dr. Jill becomes a surgeon general.
2: His wife, <laughs> yeah, because
0: Joe, Biden. Joe Biden's wife, because she's you know she he would never do it, but she, it's, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. Yeah. She's an amazing doctor.
5: <laughs> <She's> <laughs> a yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I could be know. wrong. Yeah, was, yeah you, know,
4: know. you you are wrong. You're, and the thing is, you <laughs> sold that with such confidence. be for
3: are
1: such an indignant, ridiculous freaking moron. But nobody knows any different. Like the crowd are just seals right. clapping oh, yeah, in the back. The crowd is, yeah, but the guy in the middle, I mean, he's looking at her like confused, like, what did you just say? And he's kinda of has this halfway smile on his face to figure out if she's joking or what, but then he realizes she's uh, serious. Uh, but she says
3: she's a medical doctor and then doubles down on it. You no know, no, she's a hell of a doctor. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah. so I would let her give me a pap smear. Come on.
4: So look, here's the thing, though. Listen, do you even know what the hell a surgeon general does, Will Goldberg You're an idiot. You're a professional moron. And I gotta say, on a side note, doesn't is so? Is it Megan McCain? Is that the to the? She's so such a terrible person. Her dad was a scumbag.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's see how they finish this out. Yeah. First lady, yeah, if she wins, yeah. yeah, well, John, I tweet. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I see they're trying to cover for it. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Whoopi went all in on that one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she bet the house in the house. This is
3: the check. The president. <laughs> um, It's coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's coming in hot, which this isn't on live TV, unfortunately. And I really don't think that a lot of people, even conservative outlets, like they just gloss right over yeah, this Yeah, nobody. Book. Yeah, hadn't heard about it anyway. This ever. is a gem that you and I both know if Trump would have said it.
1: Uh, oh, it yeah. Impeachment. It. I mean, yeah, there'd have been people marching outside the White House. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd have had fences and razor Which, wire and now, stuff
1: out of there for a different now, wait a reason. Minute,
3: wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. He
4: did. Donald Trump did say it because Tom Arnold said a tape of that existed and he was going to find it and dedicated his life to it. And then never found it. It never found it. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: Challenges Europe and the United States must take on together is broad and complex. Pause,
4: pause. See, the the range is broad and complex. It now, it, only it's not. This is, which proves my earlier point. You fools say this about everything. What? So, if we're so freaking stupid, why are we the ones paying the bills? If everything's so broad and complex, why are we electing you for us and or for rather
3: you to not explain it to us? That would be part of your job, moron. It's broad and complex. <laughs> This goes along with the same thing he was talking about last week with, with like, you know, people that are in inner city and rural areas. Sure. Like, they're too stupid to vote. They're, but, too, they're too stupid to find polls. I, it's so broad and complex that basically what he's saying is you're too stupid to understand. And which is rich because, well, you, 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 know, you know the thing. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. So next week we'll have enough to vaccinate 300 people. Yeah. Your
4: answer to it, to any complex qu- no 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 I'm sorry not a complex question a simple question is
0: come on man how dare you the gall all right I'm eager to hear, I'm eager to hear niggered here next are <laughs> what now An outstanding You're- leaders An outstanding leader friends <laughs> niggered here next from my good friends even the closed caption picked nigger that up here next from my good fr- one more time. Niggered here next yeah. From my good friends Yeah you heard it right I mean I, And really I think
3: What it is Is that rolled off His tongue like butter <laughs> that, <laughs> that is called a true. Freudian
1: slip Well know,
4: he, dude It's a broad and complex issue To not use the N word You know what I mean Like get out of, oh, come on Come on And you know what If the media was objective Which obviously They're, they're not and, and has to ask about it What would be a good answer For why he did that
3: because that dude says it a lot.
4: <laughs> if I'm him, you know, it I, it's probably a,
1: references dementia.
4: You know what I would say if I was him? <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> like, boom! Because and, and, Joe Biden can get away
3: with anything. With three words, <laughs> come on, man. That's it. That's what do you a, think that dude's handlers? What? How, how big oh, do you think their eyeballs were when that guy drops? Oh, that? they popped the top that night. I guarantee it, dude. And they. Whew.
4: Which th- this dude obviously and everybody knew it beforehand is, is absolutely on borrowed time. I'm I'm surprised that he he will not be around much longer, and so what you saw where they're talking about taking you know his sole ability for the nuclear codes away. Yes.
3: Which is rich because as much as they hated Trump, they even trusted him with the nuclear codes. You it's
4: know not that, that they, they necessarily trust him is they knew they
3: couldn't get away with it. Well, and they it, knew that the guy didn't have cognitive decline. Yeah. Like, yeah, this guy's a loose can. Like this is this is elder. Yeah, this is by design. They knew how how bad he was. This is elder abuse at this point. Does like this
0: of- guy, <laughs> no, <laughs> you, just, you
4: just
3: parade this guy no, around. I, I agree because yeah.
4: I, and then because during the campaign, you could tell the doctor, his wife, the doctor, you could tell that uh, she was over it. Was she like,
3: eager to hear too? <laughs> What's that? Was she eager
4: to hear, <laughs> yeah. too? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Look, this guy is steeped in absolute racism, has a massive history of absolute racism. He's used the N-word before on the congressional floor in the 80s and early 90s. And when you look at the the slew of people that were, that were running the, the party at that time, that he was surrounded himself with, Strom Thurmond being one of the main ones that was instrumental. in uh, uh, when, when they talk about how he stood against busing, he was a protege of Strom Thurmond who was opposed to the civil rights movement. And so and he he talks glowingly about him, which I mean, you can't really put much stock in anything that he says at this day and age because his brain is gone. But when he which he was always prone to gaffes, everybody knows that and and sniffing children and God knows what else. But he has a lot of glowing things to say about people that are categorically and actually, by definition, truly racist. So not not the overused beat to death term what that you see today where everything is racist. No, this dude actually stood against civil rights, actually didn't want black people to advance. He didn't, and the people that brought him up politically did did not either. They're terrible racists. And again, when he, if you think that that was uh, like butter, you can go back and watch him use it on the congressional floor on C-SPAN. Like we we can pull the audio if we need to. But yeah, he he, boom boom boom. I think it was nine times total. Ain't nothing to him. And that's the thing, dude. If you're truly opposed to those things, and oh yeah, I marched. What what was he saying He got arrested uh... for being in the Capitol. Yeah. No, no no no. Well uh, that that too, but. (laughs) but he said he was arrested trying to see Nelson Mandela. Dude, you wanted nothing to do with anything with civil rights because the people that brought you up politically did not like black people. They did not like the civil rights movement. But now there's been this, this huge metamorphosis because that this is what you guys think is politi- politically expedient at this time. So now you're the anti-racist. No, you're not. You're still the same old
3: dirtbag rat piece of crap corrupt crook that you always were, dude. Sit in the corner. It's and that's the thing. Off. Like You guys set the standard. Like the left set the the racist standard. All I'm asking, we all play by the same rules.
4: Well, no, but see what they've done though. They, you know, the Republican party was, was the party of desegregation. They were anti-slavery. The Democrat party was pro-slavery, the slavery, the party of Jim Crow. So what they did, you're right. They tried to change, change everything around. And to great effect, they, they, they've convinced people that they're the party of anti-racism. so in doing that, they've started to construe and make normal patriotic American virtue be racist. That's where we're at. So basically it was an ideological wrestling match where, where they tried to pull the switcheroo. Because, and uh, Dinesh D'Souza does a great piece on the idea that the parties have switched. No, none of that's true. One, one member, one, one Democrat switched to the Republican Party that had supported Jim Crow. One. One out of the 10 that were most instrumental switched parties, just one. The rest remained Democrats and died Democrats. Senator Robert Byrd died a Democrat that was a grand dragon in the KKK or grand, whatever they, grand, the, Wizard. grand Wizard, Grand Poobie, it doesn't matter to me. But um, And again, even Barack Obama, this big champion of, of uh, civil rights and all, all this nonsensical BS they're pushing right now, spoke at his funeral and said glowing things about him. He was able to change but see, now Donald Trump, because politically he's he's America first, he cannot change because and, and he's Mama Rosa said that he, she heard him use the N-word, yet she still took a position within his administration initially. Secondly, oh, Tom Arnold, we, we know this tape exists and I'm going to dedicate my life to find it. I, I, I'll go. To the, I, I'm going to have to do this before I die. I'm going to find this never happened. But these other people That are true racists They can change People that are America first ah, oh, no you can't change You're a scumbag You're a racist they, He never was racist The guy never used that word it, that, It's not his style It wasn't in his DNA He never did that This guy Dude it's all in your DNA You were born that way Dude you're a dirt bag Aristocratic piece of dude Screw that guy Joe Biden's a full-fledged racist
3: <laughs> Okay I'm off the soapbox Somebody else turn <laughs> So oh. <clears throat> last week I asked what constitutes being racist being white and it turns out Coke's answered that for us and the answer is yes (laughs) (laughs) these clown shoes have come out with confronting racism understanding what it means to be white and challenging what it means to be racist (laughs) what did they say so these are just steps that any and every white person needs to take. This is in their corporate, uh, they're at like a corporate seminar. They they're, they're training their folks. Okay, they're training they're training them upright. All right. So these folks need to know. So to be less white, all you have to do is one, be less oppressive. I don't know what that means. All right. Well, and I think we need to talk about it, because about how oppressive you really are. (coughs) I mean, you feel oppressive, right? Uh, Yeah, I guess. I I must be. Be less arrogant. (laughs) No. (laughs) Be be less certain. Be less defensive.
4: I wonder if... Was it Captain Scully, the guy that landed the plane in the Hudson, since we're talking about airplanes? Yeah. He was white. Maybe he should have been less certain and second-guess landed that plane in the water (laughs) because that's pretty
3: racist if you think about it. It is, too. And it goes on to say a few more things, but one of the things is believe. So how can you be less certain yet believe? (laughs) I'm I'm not really certain what I believe in now. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what what do I believe? Because I'm I'm really I'm just uncertain of it. So that's because you're less arrogant. You need to be more humble. You need
5: to break white solidarity.
3: And that's a term that's been thrown around a lot. Is solidarity? I've heard a lot about solidarity. Like over the last what? uh, Ever since that one idiot started kneeling for the for the anthem, whatever that dude's name is, the half white guy,
5: the copper pickle. Yeah, the, and he half white. The guy that's a lot less successful than Tom Brady. He's the guy that was adopted by a rich white family, went to a private schools all through his mm-hmm. life, and then got millions of dollars to play in the NFL, but he was oppressed. Definitely because he's I, I let me get some of that oppression.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it says to to listen, to believe, to break with apathy, and break with white solidarity.
4: It, 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 I would really like to break this down further. I'm just confused. I don't even. It's I'm, very confused. I don't even understand what. Dude, if my company sent me an email like that. Stop being so defensive. I I, I would probably.
1: I would no. you be defensive about it? Just don't be ignorant.
5: They, they, must, <laughs> they must be Democrats because it said, according to the seminar, research shows that by age three to four, children understand it's better to be white.
4: I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm confused. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just confused. How would I... I don't... Dude, I had tons of... Not, not tons. I had black friends in elementary school when I was old, quite a bit older than five. I think I got out of fifth grade when I was like 14. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I don't... know. I don't... Pretty confident, dude, in the 90s or late 80s, we didn't care anything about any of that. Like I... And kids still don't. No, yeah. Yeah. And Michael Jackson even said it doesn't matter if you're black or white, so I don't see what the big deal is, too, because he was black, white, and like a woman, maybe. I don't know what he was. Yeah,
3: he was the, the original <laughs> transgender. <Yeah. laughs>
4: black, white, freaking facelift. Uh, he looked
3: like Skeletor. I don't know. <laughs> but it didn't matter if you were black or white. <laughs> but overall, it just goes on to say try to be less white. Uh, okay. And, and I know it's really cliche to say... Uh, imagine you know if the roles were reversed. Uh, uh, yeah,
4: and I would like to flip this on its head. What What does – okay, all right then. Then what does it mean to be black according to Coca-Cola and or the people that created that right there? What does it mean to be more black? Because you fools – again, it's the it's – the, they call it the soft bigotry of low expectations. E- what – White liberal that wrote this, you define to me what is black so I can be less white and more like what you want me to be. But you have to define what that is. What is that? It's like saying that black
3: people can't be certain.
4: Because what you're saying is actually racist, you morons. You people are terrible, dude. This is just despicable garbage. That's what
3: I'm saying. Like Freaking you, bunch of commies, dude. You mean to tell me, I mean, using football as an analogy, like some... I I don't know, football player, anybody, running back, whatever. That guy's going to have to be certain of his abilities, is he not? If he's racist? You know what I'm saying? Like...
4: (laughs) Dude, Evil Knievel was hellaciously racist Obviously <laughs> Jumping over canyons like, Dude you are racist as hell You've got confidence that you can jump this motorcycle Over ten buses You are so racist it's ridiculous
3: well, I don't know I think that's, uh, that's part of him being able to believe
4: <laughs> That's a good wow. argument It could be his arrogance Hey listen that's, you're good you're good you That's a good argument That's a good argument <laughs> Coca-Cola denies yeah. that the training was mandatory. Of course yeah. they do.
1: Yeah. They're in denial. Yeah. Uh-huh. I guarantee you, dude. As everybody switches to Pepsi.
4: Nah, Pepsi sucks too. Do you yeah. drink water, people? Yeah. Just not Aquafina.
3: Is that by Coca-Cola? <laughs> yeah. Hey, pass me that Coke. It says <laughs> <laughs> uh, another slide tells viewers that in order to confront racism, they must understand. Understand what? What it means to be white. What I need is
4: more people to tell me about myself. like so it started out as that if if you disagree with homosexuality or transgenderism, you're a bigot. like so you you automatically understand and know like so the most laymen of of Lily white college educated liberals become psychiatrists. they They can automatically look through your eyes and your soul and know what's in your heart. like oh, you have hatred, no. I don't. And you know, the thing is you don't get to determine that and neither do these jerk offs. You don't know. What does that even mean? So there's no individuality. Every white person is the exact same. And by by virtue of that, every black people... Also, must all be the same, according to you, idiots. What is wrong with you, whack? This is psych. This is psychopath. Dude, this is insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when I was young. Everybody was. I'm not prejudiced. I'm not prejudiced. But, but that's exactly what all of this is.
4: Well, that, it's also important to to note that there's a difference between prejudice and racism. Prejudice means to, to prejudge. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty natural instinct. Just, left likes to talk about how we're animals and we're instinctual, so prejudice is based you know especially in the animal world or, or otherwise like prejudices are based on past experience context yeah, wisdom clues. and experience right and a, a, a whole variety of factors it's a complex and nuanced issue and so <laughs>
1: but we're gonna break it down on a fourth grade level
4: yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so just like your friend Dave Ramsey says
0: Ramsey.
4: listen guys Dave Ramsey here save up tons of Christmas cash for my new book. Proper Twelve, <laughs> by my friend Conor McGregor's whiskey. Proper
3: Twelve. You gotta say. Like you, you gotta say rice and beans, beans and rice. Rice
4: and beans, beans and rice.
1: <laughs> fifteen million dollar mansion up for sale. Dude, is is it for sale?
4: Yeah. Is he like in hard times or something?
1: No, he's building another one.
4: It's oh. bigger. Yeah, dude. Dave Ramsey's the man, dude. Yeah, fifteen. You can 4. tell million. he's all burned out now, though. <laughs> Probably dealing with idiots yeah, all the time. Yeah, it is. Like, he's very standoffish. Yeah. He I to listened happy. to
3: that guy back, I don't know, probably. Uh, yeah. He was on a local station probably 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and I listened to that guy religiously, mm-hmm. and I feel like after about a month of listening to him, I could have done the show. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> so pretty yeah. basic. I went stuff. to his entrepreneurship show. Hey, you need to get your income up.
4: <laughs> I, I heard that guy say, you need to get your okay, income up. You, you need to sell
3: the cars. <laughs> yeah. Dave, I don't want you to see the inside of a restaurant unless you're washing dishes. <laughs> if I could get my income up, I wouldn't be on this freaking phone call, Dave. <laughs> I, I, I can't go by, like, down to Walmart and get a six-pack of income up. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot
4: what we were talking about a minute ago. Can you rewind it? Uh, yeah, okay. Prejudice was about. Oh, no. So, yeah, that's it. So, prejudice, prejudice and racism are two completely different things. And so, they, and they've tried to meld them together. Think most people, so you I mean you could be prejudiced against other white people, you can be prejudiced against an animal,
1: you can be prejudiced when you're walking to your car in a dark alley alone and you see a group of people coming at
4: you exactly. And, and they can be drunk hillbillies, it doesn't matter,
3: yeah. So, oh, we were talking about how to be uh, how to be less white. This guy right here, he's we should google that, yeah. He, this guy's going in with both feet, he's actually doing something about it, okay. The uh, the Simpsons Harry Sheer is to stop voicing a black character. Were
4: there like a lot of black people protesting the fact that he's been doing that for like 30 years?
3: I didn't even know The Simpsons was still on. Like that was on when I was a kid. Yeah, it's
4: been on a while.
3: Yeah, It's, it's got to be the longest running show like it's ever. Gotta
4: be, it's got to be the most irrelevant and insignificant show by now. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> but it, it has to be a lot more insignificant and irrelevant than when we were kids.
3: Kevin Michael Richardson will take over the role of Dr. Julius Hibbert in the future episodes of the show. You guys are going to have to excuse me if I don't know how to properly pronounce these people's names because I don't want your goddamn kids show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, The Simpsons is making another move uh, to diversify its voice cast.
4: Dude, how n- that's so very unwhite of them to do that. I mean, it's I mean, dude, you guys are so not white. You decided to make this change after how many how can you find out how many years that guy was on the show? Man, it only took you 30 years to be less white, man. I'm glad you guys are telling us how to do it, man. You guys are champions, dude. Y'all are legit. Y'all are freaking down for the cause from the very beginning. OG, non-whiteness.
3: I want you to look too, because this guy's Lily White. He's a he's a hipster from way back. Oh yeah. He's uh, a geezer oh, too, oh.
4: dude. So the guy on the right's the one that's gonna replace him. Yeah. Yeah, that's and the thing is, is nobody's gonna what? nobody's I, gonna notice the difference because nobody watches the show <laughs>
3: so what we got
4: here that guy was like 15 when he started to
5: I have some the, tips here the, on the, how to be less white
3: I it googled is, that the, the guy that's giving up his uh, that's giving him his spot he's uh, he's got a long long gray hair with like a gray beard he's wearing this top hat and this goofy looking uh, jacket is it a it top hat like, or is a fedora Oh, okay, yeah, it's a fedora. So, it's a an important distinction. Slash wore a top hat. But does this guy, does he or does he not, look like he needs to be playing jazz somewhere? Oh, yeah. He
4: looks to me like he... Look, dude, and this is a commonality between all these people. It's far be it removed for me to bring this up, but everybody already knows what I'm going to say. What does it look like that guy would be arrested for if he was arrested? A pedophile. <laughs> there you have it, dude. I didn't say it. Dude, you all look like you did it with kids while you're... T- look, here's the thing, dude. Maybe y'all, instead of telling me how to be less white should maybe be less pedophilic? Is that the right Is that a word?
1: Like Pedophilish? Pedophil- yeah,
4: I mean, maybe pedophil- you should learn how to have sex with people your own
5: age, dude. You creepy weirdos, dude. So if you want to be uh, less white, you can change up your uh, media diet and be more, more into more liberal media.
0: Well, well, no, 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 no,
5: stop right there. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to need some explanation on that. Because that that
4: actually explains everything. So liberal media is what you have to watch to be less white.
5: You have to expand.
4: So what does that mean about black conservatives?
5: You have to expand your cultural intake. You have to protest. You need to talk My to, cultural uh, intake how? You need I, to what t- <laughs> talk to
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> What does that entail? Like talk to other races kindly like you would white people. Attend a workshop and don't ask your black friends to explain a workshop of what like well, what,
4: what coca-cola is doing i think, I think <laughs> that the, the list that you that you have is it's like when you're in school hey do do a book report on this or or say five things about that like it says that <laughs> it's a stick <laughs> like, what more can i say it's, there's nothing you can say about it like there's the, the nothing
5: workshop you're supposed to go to is called undoing racism but can you start back At the top of the list again I'm sorry Because well, I mean There's
4: a lot of meat On that there, yeah. bone
5: there still <clears throat> I believe I started with What change up uh, Your media diet To mm-hmm. a more liberal media mm-hmm. well, so, so black people Only watch liberal media It's telling you You, you, you have been painting yeah, you Into a corner know,
4: but, Because by the same token One of the Black people are turning white <laughs> They're turning white by listening to conservative media. One of the, we cannot have that.
5: One of the favorite sources is called the Root. It's a daily. They send you daily emails to stay up on news, cultural, and lifestyles from the Black perspective. That's cool. Is it like a daily Bible verse or something to oh, kind of help you be, be less white? That's I, I. What's it called? The Root. The Root or collar so. collarness, collarlessness. Hold on, I'm confused. Col- colorlessness or yeah. col- like color, like <laughs> colored, like collar Colorlessness <laughs> is a great place for racial justice news and analysis. Colorlessness.
4: That's yes.
0: okay. Cool. Colorlessness.
4: So wait, if it's colorless, colorlessness yes. is it? All, is, so is that all? Like the diverse colors? Are they also non-existent, or is it just not wh- when it says color? Because
5: we just it's, need it's not a great white. Place for racial justice and news analysis. Like well, hey, why don't, what's the name of it again?
4: Colorlessness. Let's let's have a look at colorlessness. Okay, let's be take awesome. a
1: look at color. We also have Latina Lista too. Yeah. President Biden denounced white supremacy.
4: Well, after he dropped the N <laughs> Yeah. I, I I I have something I, I would I would like to do instead, and this is this is a headline. Of course, this is from 2019. I don't know if he was the nominee, April 5th, 2019. Five quotes from Joe Biden's usually a famed Republican racist, Strom Thurmond. Let's see what he had to say. And um, Thurmond is the one who switched parties, that they base the idea that the parties flipped. And so let's see how glowingly this quote-unquote Republican, how, how how Joe Biden talks about him. Actually, we're, we're going we're gonna to have some... Uh, Here's a quote from, from uh, Strom Thurmond in 1948. The Civil Rights Act simply means that it's another means, that it's another effort on the part of this president to dominate the country by force and put into effect these uncalled for and damnable proposals as he's recommended under the guise of so-called quote-unquote civil rights. And I tell you, the American people from one side or the other had better wake up and oppose such a program. And if they don't, the next thing will be a totalitarian state, totalitarian state in these United States. <clears throat> another one. There's not enough troops in the army to force the southern people to break down segregation and admit inward race into our theaters, into our swimming pools, into our homes, and into our churches. That is Strom Thurmond. So let's let's have a look at what's. <sighs> Biden opens by giving helpful context about the audience in the room. Lindsay, I always thought I was in control, but I knew deep down I wasn't, and I think this is his last laugh. For what else could explain a Northeast liberal's presence here as the only outsider speaking today with a possible exception of Vice President Cheney? Strom Thurmond was the only man whom I knew knew who in a literal sense lived in three distinct and separate periods of American history and lived what would have been considered a full life in each of those periods. Screwing over black people. Consider, so particularly in his beloved South, born into an era of essentially unchallenged and unexamined Moors of the South, reaching his full maturity in an era of fully challenged and critically critically examined bankrupt Moors of his beloved South and living out his final three decades in a South that had formally rejected its passed on race. In each of these stages, in my observation, I was the only one with him the last three, I was only with him the last three decades. So trying to absolve himself from the guy's worst, 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 period strom represented exactly where he came from so again trying to excuse the actual race actual racism that that did hold black people down you make an excuse for it so number three not content with misrepresenting thurman's past biden repre- misrepresented his own too strom Thurmond was also a brave man he, he's a brave man <laughs> okay do <dude>, joe biden's <laughs> words not mine who in the end made his choice and moved to the good side Wait, he switched parties to the Republican Party. Hmm, interesting. I disagreed deeply with Strom on the issue of civil rights and on many other issues, but I watched him change. We became good friends. 1973, Joe Biden would be stunned to hear that he quote-unquote disagreed deeply with Strom on the issue of civil rights, given that 1973 and 74, Biden consistently voted against bills that would have integrated schools. He even used the same forced busing phrase that Thurman used to voice his opposition to the bills he joined Biden in opposing. And that would, when Joe Biden was saying that he didn't want his kids growing up in an interracial jungle. That is who Joe Biden is. Joe Biden is a true full-fledged racist. To reiterate what I said earlier, there, and there's, there's platitudes of proof to, to attest to
1: that. So screw Joe Biden, and you can preach to your liberals about whiteness. That's it for this week's episode of Common Man's Common Sense. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with a whole lot of new content filled with some comedy. Make sure you share this podcast with all your friends and family, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in.